Welcome to the Think Generational Wealth Podcast, episode number 61. I am your host, Amir Estimo. In today's episode, the title of it is 10 Reasons Why to Teach Your Kids About Wealth and Financially Education. Actually, just 10 reasons why your children should be financially educated. Now, if you don't have any kids, please still find value in this episode because you may have a niece or nephew or maybe even a cousin that you're close to that even a friend's child that you're close to that you can share this information. So I really hope this episode, even if you do plan on having kids, that's always a good thing. But even in the meantime, you should still be able to help be part of that kid's maturation into adulthood in that even this providing value to them is such benefit. So I'm really appreciative anyone that does listen to this episode today. I really do appreciate every from the bottom of my heart and I mean this because this year has been one of the most interesting years and I know I even take break from the podcast but what I'm starting to do is find basically my groove. I started reading the books, uh, James Habit, uh, not James Habit, sorry, James Clear, Atomic Habits. And it really got me thinking about, you know, habits. And for me, I want to be able to grow the podcast next year. That's one of my goals. And for me to do that is being consistent. So I think that's something I really want to do. And I even just a message it because when I started this podcast, this was also to hold myself accountable and that's the reason why I chose this topic today about your kids being financially educated and I happened to watch a documentary about a while back a long time ago uh, Tori Spelling who father Aaron Spelling who was a TV creator at the time amassed a net worth of 600 million dollars well he passed away in 2006 and he left his daughter only eight hundred thousand dollars that was one and then having this conversation recently with my daughter who turned 15 my oldest and i thought to myself if i'm talking about generational wealth i need to make sure my kids are financially educated so that's why for me I want to share 10 reasons why I think your children should be financially educated. Now, they're no particular order, and let's get started. Reason number one, they learn early than later. Now, I'll share a quick personal story. Me growing up, being child of immigrant parents, one thing is when my parents came back, came here in the 80s, I'm probably dating myself. They came here in the 80s. Anything was better than where they were at in Haiti. So when they moved here to America because they wanted a better life and opened the doors for future family members to come here. The one thing they were not really they were good at telling you you need to save money, but they were really not good at showing you. So if you teach your kids early not bombard them with all this information 
you teach them little things. Like there's little games I do with my daughter. When she does a chore, I give her a dollar. And I got that concept from Dave Ramsey, who said, pay your kids more in commission versus just giving them allowance. So now she has to earn. So starting her with the little things, hey, honey, wash your dish. She's five years old now. That's my youngest. And wash your dish. And she washes it. Now she's starting to get a habit of knowing it. So you're going to hear about habits. And I'm going to refer to James Clear book, Atomic Habits, which is a great read. I highly recommend it. This is my second time reading it. And I am learning so much from it again. So teach them early. The little things that you do, you teach them, will help them later on. They don't have to learn later on. And that's where the position I was in life was I learned it later on. And when I learned it, I felt I could never blame my parents. And that's not their fault because when they came here, their main thing was to get a job. Anything was better. And you think about it, back in the 80s, what were people making? $5 an hour, $4 an hour here in the U.S.? That was because cost of living was so cheap. Now, 4 or $5 an hour won't even get you a, an efficiency. So think about that. It's not their fault, but it was my responsibility once I left their nest to put myself into position to learn how to be financially educated. Number two, they understand the difference between needs and wants or wants. Needs. I think one thing is that what I'm saying about this needs or wants, they understand what they need to live. The wants, they have to learn, they have to work hard to achieve the wants. So if you want a nice car, want a Tesla, or you want to live in a big house, those are things you have to work hard for, whether it's going to college and be educated or becoming an entrepreneur, one of the two, or go work for someone and have a great living, and then you can amass the things you want. Kids these days sometimes don't understand what is that because a want is considered a need and a need is it's like the message is reversed so you have to teach them what's the difference between a need and want hey need are things like you need to have electricity well here in the states at least you need to have electricity you need to have running water we pay for these deals. you need health insurance you need life insurance these are things that we need as adults and these are things you prepare them for versus yeah, I want that Michael Kors bag or that Gucci bag. Those are things you really don't need. Those are wants. Those are things you work hard for. You want to treat yourself. Say, okay, I want to I wanna buy me this nice Michael Kors. And that's what we always try to differentiate to our kids is when we go out, let's say we go and take care, we go and splurge on ourselves. Say, these are wants, but we worked hard for the wants, Okay. Number three, to develop good money habits, budgeting, saving. How many? T- these are things that's going to help them. Budgeting and saving, when you're doing that, this is going to lead to you start building good habits to retirement. I know people and who in corporate America, my corporate job, they, they've been in the company 60, 70 years or even been there 50 years. And they're waiting for retirement. They're waiting for this big pension. 
And sometimes it doesn't even pan out to what they think. We don't believe that we can, if we work hard in life, you don't have to wait till 60 or 50 years old to retire. My goal is I want to retire by the age of 45. That's, I think it's great age to retire. For me, uh, someone else, it may be different. 45 is great because by then, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to travel for a while and not have to worry about be already in the position of achieving financial freedom. Number four. Sorry, going back to number three. Develop budgeting saving. Teach your kids, hey, there's a budget. You can't go out and be splurged. If you know you got your expenses are $1,000 a month, you need to make sure you have $1,000 a month for your expenses. Now, I'm I'm throwing these numbers out. Don't hold it to me, literally. You can, kids, you can tell them $1, $2. You start them all small. And believe it or not, then they're not only they're learning their numbers, too, they're learning math, and they're learning about money. They're understanding that I need to be able to have money to live, but not live for money. I need money to live. I need money to have nice things, but I don't need to work for money or live for money. So budgeting, saving. I read the book, uh, the, read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. It talks about saving a tenth. Robert Kiyosaki talks about pay yourself first before you pay anybody. Saving. Number four, start your journey regarding, start their journey regarding retirement or starting their journey early regarding retirement. So number four, which I already kind of alluded to, was they learn, they don't have to, they can retire earlier than they want. I was talking to my chiropractor a couple of weeks ago. He mentioned he has a client who's 41. He retired because he amassed so much properties. When And he explained how he was buying properties. And now at 41, he retired. Folks, the whole retire at 65 or 70, that's archaic. We are in a new generation where you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait that long, and you can teach your kids this. And you yourself, you'll be surprised by these, by me saying these things, and maybe you'll have you thinking, man, where am I as far as my retirement? I don't have to wait till, I don't have to wait till I'm 50 to retire or 60 to retire. I can retire at 41. I was, I was flabbergasted hearing that, but that it exists. So you want to start them early on their journey to retirement and they'll thank you. These things that I learned from my parents, mom, dad, whoever, they'll thank you. Number five, it is not the school's job to teach. It is your responsibility. It's not the school's job to teach them about money or financially education. That's your job. That's why when you made a decision to have kids, that's one of your responsibilities. The school's only going to do so much. You may say the schools kind of fill in the gaps, but the schools are not, once they leave the school and they come home, that's your responsibility. Whatever zip code or address you live in, 
in the world. It's your responsibility once they come to your home to teach them, not show them. You can show them, but teach them. Showing and teaching are two different things because teaching requires action. Showing, you can say I say the same thing for showing. Showing requires action. But if I show you, say, hey, you need to, hey, save $100, right? You, I show you, I, I'm supposed to show you how to do it. But I can also just, hey, just, hey, here's, save $100. Or here's my bank account and I do this. You need to teach them. Hopefully that makes sense. But number six, set an example. One thing I struggled with, I learned late in life when I was in college. One thing um, I used to see my dad do, and he used to just use credit cards and never paid it. So guess what? When I got in college, I did the exact same thing. It's crazy. When I got into college, I did the exact same thing. I had credit cards and I didn't pay it. So I ruined my credit really early. Now, it took me a while to bounce back because I had to finally get financially educated. I had to take action. I couldn't, I couldn't say, oh, because my dad's fault. No, I couldn't do that. I had to teach. I had to go learn. Once I knew I had a weakness, I had to go develop that skill set. And I'm still developing it. I'm still reading books, financial books, making little moves, putting a little money here. Because I'm, I feel building these habits is only going to help later on set me up for better success. And that's why I want my kids to learn, too. I want to be an example to them so they, they can't say, well, I saw dad. This is how dad used to operate, so I operate like that, too. No. I saw dad put $100 all the time. He would show me. He would put, not only just show me, but he would teach me, hey, this is how you do it. You automate it, right? I, the $100 just don't come there. You could teach, especially when you're doing, you automating your finance. That only helps you. So you're automating your finances and you can teach your kid how to set that up, how to set it up to be automated all the time. Okay. Number seven. Teach them to give, then receive. It's good to give. I automate that too. And I want to be able to, to give more, give more. And you want to teach your kids that. I remember um, what I do is pretty much every quarter what I'm starting to do. And I will collect you know, once I get coins, whatever, uh, a lot of coins, quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies. I would put them in a little baggie in my car. And then once I'm out, I see someone that needs it. I just give it to them. Now, what they do with it is their, is their problem. But... I'm just doing it because I want to be kind hearted. You know, we, me and my family, we do a lot of, sometimes we'll go months and we'll say, Hey, we got clothes. We can go give, give, teach them to give. Cause the more they give, the more they receive and they're receiving, not just in money. It could be in health. It could be with people around them. It could be a spirit. If you're into spirit, if you're a spiritual person, it could be in receiving blessings more blessings. 
I don't know. It just depends on how. But you want to be able to teach your kid that so your kid can understand your children's or your children can understand that if you have that, they can understand that it's not always about receiving. It's not always about receiving. Number nine, the rich is doing it. Why you cannot? The rich are teaching their kids. You don't think Aaron Spelling taught Tory Spelling how to spend money? Because he was thinking, hey, I'm not going to live forever. I need my daughter to be responsible financially. You don't think Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk are not teaching their kids or whoever is rich? Someone that's rich, and if you're not sharing that well, especially with the next generation, that's being selfish. And that's not the that's not the reason you exist. The reason you exist is to share and teach. The reason you exist is to help progress the next generation. Because we're all going we all got a time, we're all on a borrowed time. Not to be morbid, but it's facts. So if you're just withholding that information and you're not sharing it, that doesn't that says a lot about you and your character. So whatever information you have, share it. What I'm doing here is sharing. If you want to start a podcast, you want to share, you have information, you want to share it. But if that's not your thing, find other ways to do it. Maybe write a blog, you know, put a post if you're into social media. Make a video. Share your information. Don't withhold information. We don't want to do that. So you want to be, if the rich is doing it, I understand why we don't do it. The high net worth are not high net worth for no reason. Someone had to teach them and show, they had to teach them. So now it's their responsibility to teach their offsprings. So you want, if the rich is doing it, you should do it too. Number 10, preserve the family legacy. Going back to this story, Aaron Spilling. He amassed $600 million. His daughter only got $800,000. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Because she was reckless. That's less than 1% of the wealth. Because she was reckless. Now there are stories out there. She's, she's almost broke or is broke. At that point, if you teach your kids all this, you do all these things and you teach them and they don't listen, that's on them. Because there's going to be a time they're going to go off and do their own thing and make mistakes or go start a family and so on and so on. But you got to, as parents, have to be able to do that. You got to say, hey, I did this. I took time. I teach you. Not just showed you. I teach you. And we got to be able to preserve the family legacy, the generational wealth. We can't get to a point where What's that adage? The 
the first generation builds up, the second generation what spends it, or the third generation does what zeros it out or something like that to that nature. I don't remember exactly the word for word for, um, at verbatim, but it's we gotta be able to. For me, I'm thinking three generations. We have three generations, and those three generations, if they have the if they have that same mindset, we can keep this going on nine. You know, you think about the first three generations, then the next three generation, next three three generation. That's nine generation that money is circulating, circulating, and circulating because we were we. We, we laid down the blueprint and now we executed it and we preserved that. The Rockefellers are still wealthy to this day. The Waltons still wealthy to this day. And the rich are doing it. So ask yourself if you're not, and I have to ask myself that question too. Why are you not doing it? Hey, Amir, why are you not consistently? Hey, you're on a podcast teaching about generational wealth or talking about generational wealth or spreading this message about generational wealth, but you're not doing it. I had to ask about and I got to hold myself accountable. So trust me. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You could be doing anything in the world, but the fact that you're listening to this podcast it's much appreciative. It's two things that is hard for people to give up. Time and money. You're not giving up money listening to me. Unless you're, you know, you <laughs> you had to leave your job or something if you have that. And, you know, and I don't, I don't suggest that at all. But you are giving up your time. So hopefully this 23 minutes of me sh- saying this and, and putting in some personal message to it too. I hope this is of value to you and I appreciate you guys. And this episode is coming out the week of the holiday, Christmas. Wish everyone have a safe holiday. Spend time with your family. This is a perfect time to spend time with family. So what we've endured as a world, as society, these last two years have been crazy, you know, dealing with this coronavirus and the constant, you know, people and vaccine this and that. So it's so much going on in the world. So we can't forget not to spend time with each other. Okay. And I will leave and do me a favor. If you enjoyed this content, rate and review the podcast, share the podcast whoever you around that's only going to help the podcast grow and only spread this message out. I appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to this podcast. Again, I am grateful, much appreciate. And I'll leave you with a quote. Mental clarity comes from storing less in our mind. Take some time this week to get everything from your head onto paper. See you guys next week.